0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Dudley, and I am the voice behind this podcast. I am the face and creator behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. And before we swan dive in, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a life update. Um, Hello, trauma. We put our dog down unexpectedly. Um, Not Carter. He's still dancing away. He's actually behind me. He loves whenever I tell him that we're going to work. He like dances into my office, hops in his seat, lays down, gets ready to record. He is the best. He helps me pack every like, Sweat Thrive Glow merch, which, by the way, we have beanies, we have cropped sweatshirts, we have cropped tank tops, we have pink baseball dad hats. Amazing. All great for the holiday season, and we don't discriminate here. If you are going to a Hanukkah party Kwanzaa Christmas. If you're into witchcraft and you're going into like some sort of pagan ceremony, Sweat Thrive Glow is for you. So anyway, we had to tragically put our dog down the one. And here's the thing. I loved this dog because she was my dog, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, she was amazing. Okay. This dog would look at you. This was when she was younger and like actually healthy. She would look at you when she was pissed, jump up on your bed, get your attention and then shit on your pillow like she wasn't this like like she's not carter okay her name was coco chanel and she lived up to her bratty bitchy white girl shih tzu fucking name let me tell you but i loved that dog i literally laid in bed in the fetal position and cried for seven hours my mother who also wasn't the biggest fan of this animal cried for six hours. It was completely and totally traumatic. I was pulling into the studio. My mom was like, if you're not here in 30 minutes, you don't get to say goodbye to this dog. So I'm like driving. I'm FaceTiming my little brothers in to the death of our family dog, our first pet ever. They had finals week. It was like literally the worst case scenario, which is exactly what Coco would want, like the dramatics. And you know what? It was totally on brand for her. So now she's in a like black cherry mahogany box in our kitchen. Love that for her. Anyway, then I got a sinus infection because I went in a ball pit. I also won me and my friend Monica performed Baby Got Back by the lyrical genius Sir Mix-a-Lot and won sweet green gift cards for crowd engagement. I was on a high from all of the attention, if we're being honest, and dove into a ball pit where I contracted a double ear infection, which what the fuck, I'm 26 years old. Then while I was six sick, I discovered this TV show called My 600 Pound Life. Have you ever watched it before? If not, I need you to pull up a laptop. I need you to get yourself a gallon of water and I need you to enjoy everything about the show. There's nothing. It's the perfect perfect television show. There's drama. There's plot twists. The doctor is so like stoic and it's just like, yeah, no, you didn't gain 17 pounds because of water weight. Like you would have had to drink three, like 300 gallons of water yesterday. And I don't, he's amazing. I just want everyone to win. I'm like, oh my God, I hope you get the skin surgery. Like it's just, it's amazing. I cry every fucking episode. It's absolutely incredible. I also downloaded the app called TikTok. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I think I've spent seven hours a day on this app. I am finding like micro pieces of time to get on this app and I'm doing nothing. And I wanna make TikToks, but here's the thing. I'm 26 years old, which in like TikTok time is 47 or older. So I just don't think that it's in the cards. I think I missed the mark by like seven years, which is super duper unfortunate for me. But anyway, that's a little life update. So Carter and I are here in the office. We just, this is my first day off, by the way, since October 6th. Not a I killed my dog this morning. Not killed, but put down, but here we are being traumatic as we do. Um, not an I put down my dog day, not a I have a sinus infection, a fever, and a double ear infection day, like an actual day off since October 6th. It is December something, December 18th that's a little bit of a long time. So we're here, we're enjoying it, we're loving it. What did we do today? First, I worked out with my trainer, Ryan. Then I hung out with my brother, Matt. We went in for a second lift because I was sedentary for literally seven days. Actually, it was probably nine days. And my body craves movement because all I do is stand all day. So if I were to lay in bed all day, I think I would throw my back out. So here we are. And we're going to actually get this podcast started. Today, we are swan diving into the participation metal mindset slash culture. Let me tell you, this is something that I bring up often in Pilates because I'm mic'd. We can have a conversation about it. And it's something that really grinds my gears. And it was really highlighted in the My 600 Pound Life episodes that I've been watching. Okay. I'm not sure how this one is going to go over, but here I am. I'm saying it anyway. I'm being real and authentic, and we're just going to put it out there, okay? Participation medal culture. You get rewarded for showing up and not based on your actual work. And let me tell you, this whole thing is very foreign to me. Um, It just didn't exist in my household, and I have some examples as to how my parents did not let us Participate in this mindset. So, my brothers and I did karate competitively. I started taking karate when I was in like third grade, and I did it so from like eight until like 14. So, I did karate for a really long time. And we were on the competitive team. Um, So we traveled all over competing for years. I have so many funny stories. My favorite family trip that we ever, ever, ever took was Memphis, Tennessee. We have endless stories from Memphis. Um, Definitely my favorite competition. Um, Definitely my favorite family stories. If my brother Brendan ever lets me tell you guys the glow in the dark mini golf story um it would be a gift that keeps on giving it's my favorite story ever anyway i digress so when we won we obviously left with trophies or medals or whatever it was for that competition but if we showed up to a competition and it typically didn't happen at nationals it usually happened at like the more local tournaments and they gave out participation medals and we didn't win we were not allowed to keep them like my mom would let us get them like while we were in the ring or whatever And then when we stepped out of the ring, she'd be like, all right, give it up. Like, you don't get first place in participation. You don't get a medal for showing up. That's not how this goes. The winners get medals and the people who don't win, the losers, do not get a medal. And I never understood it. And it was super fucking annoying. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like, all the other kids got to keep their showing up medals. Um, And I understand as a full grown adult why? She didn't let me have it. You don't get a promotion when you clock in. So why would I get a medal for showing up to a competition, right? You don't get muscles if you don't exercise. You don't get a medal for participating in an activity. Okay. In my house, we didn't do allowances. Um, We didn't get paid for doing chores because they were an expectation. Um, my parents didn't get paid for making dinner. Therefore, we didn't get paid for cleaning the dishes. If my mom made dinner, my dad and I and my brothers cleaned up dinner. Teamwork makes the dang dream work. And I didn't appreciate what they were saying when all of my friends had an allowance. And I'm like, but mom, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. So-and-so gets $5 for doing that. And she's like, well, they're not part of this family. Um, It's an expectation that if there is a chore list on the counter, you're going to do the chore list. Um, Yeah, we just didn't do an allowance because it was... Chores are expected. If you want to live in this house, like you're going to do chores. So I didn't understand it then. But let me tell you, as a full grown adult, I get it. So I'm going to give you some examples of some participation metal culture that I have experienced, that I've seen anecdotally. um, My father um, works in corporate America. This was at a previous job to what he has now. And somebody was like leaving and there's these two, I hate this word, but we're going to call them that because that's what it is. um, Millennial employees who saw that there was a corner office available, meaning somebody in the office left. (laughs) and These millennials who had been with the company for like six months, just moved their shit into a corner office. I don't know if you guys know, but you can't just like, take a corner office. That's like a reward for like being with the company or being a boss or an executive. You don't just move from your cubicle into a corner office because you want it. Like that's just not something that can happen. When my dad came home and told this story, I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm tapping out. I've got nothing. Don't call me a millennial, even though I'm in that age group. Like I I don't play those games because I know you would kill me. And then my mother had to go through a diversity training not too long ago, and most diversity trainings are like gender, race. This one was how to not make a millennial sad. Let them get their coffee. Don't ask them to do anything past 5 p.m. Oh, my God. It just, I just, I can't. Listen. Um, my children will not be allowed to have participation medals. I also won't do the whole allowance thing because again, I feel as though you don't get a medal for showing up. I worked for this company. It used to literally make me vomit. We would have these meetings every <laughs> week, and you would sit down and there was pictures, and it was called P- props and praise, and we would literally have to go through a slideshow. Where if you were noticed for wiping down a piece of equipment or you were doing something, you would literally have everyone applaud you. And here's my thing. Um, Wiping down fitness equipment, if you're a personal trainer or a fitness instructor, is part of your job. Therefore, you don't get props and praise for it. Just like doing the dishes is part of being a human in a family. Therefore, you don't get an allowance for it. Like I just don't understand... Like clapping for somebody who's doing the bare fucking minimum as a human being. Like you're doing your job. Like I just, I just can't support it. You know, it just blows my mind. So then when I'm in these streets trying to help people get healthy and fit and prevent injury, ah. you know, people expect just because they hire a professional that magic is going to happen. You don't get a medal for showing up. You're not going to get the body or life or career. It's not going to change without massive action, right? Um, I just... Uh, it's just not going to be handed to you, right? Anything worth having, isn't going to be handed to you. And if you want props, if you want praise, you need to go above and beyond expectations and you should under promise and over deliver. This is something that I learned. I feel like that was in one of my nursing professors or like one of my other professors like taught me that phrase, like under promise over deliver a hundred percent of the time. Um, It's the key to, like, making people impressed with you. Anyway, um, back to participation metal culture. So I talk about this in class often, and then when I was watching my 600-pound life, it kept, like, coming back up. These people wanted to lose weight because they paid for a surgery. Like, I got the surgery, I should lose weight, even though I didn't change anything. I didn't take massive action, therefore I don't deserve the weight loss but then we're furious when it didn't happen and blame the doctor and be like, "Well, you were the one who did the surgery, so I should be losing weight." N- no, Becky, that's not how this works. Like you have to put in the effort. You have to add in movement, you have to be in a caloric deficit. You have to be doing your part um to make shit happen. And it keeps happening over and over and over again and then it was highlighted in a conversation that I had with my trainer a few weeks ago um, and we keep having this same conversation because we're both in the same industry and it's the word try I will have clients whatever being like I'm really trying or I eat really healthy okay well what the fuck does that mean like your version of healthy and my version of healthy can be completely different, right? Um, your version of, okay, so if somebody came up to me and they were like, I'm eating vegan, well, are you eating plant-based whole foods? Are you getting in your legumes and you're eating a lot of green and a lot of fiber and you're getting all of the nutrients that you need? Or are you eating Oreos and Gardein frozen chicken tenders? Because th- both of those are delicious and also vegan. So, Like how are you? Both are by definition vegan. One of them is super duper healthy, and one of them is contain or consuming mostly sometimes foods. You know the processed, packaged, disgusting, not so healthy for you, but very fucking delicious foods. Do you know what I mean? Like you can have them in moderation, but if your diet is consistently soy and Oreos, you're going to not be the healthiest human being you could possibly be. Therefore, you're in the trying and not doing category, right? Participation medal. So you have to really get into like the meat and potatoes of like what you are quote unquote trying to do and then do it just like a little bit better, you know? So that's another thing is like we expect results just because we put in like minimal effort. It's also why diets don't work. Lifestyle changes work. Diets do not. Um, That's why I don't promote any specific diet because I, one, don't believe in dieting. Two, I don't believe that two people, even identical twins, can eat the same food and have the same results. Um, And I think that it's very, very dependent on um, lifestyle and Exercise choices. And if you guys ate the amount of protein that I eat, you would probably want to die. But protein is my favorite. Um, Yeah. Anyway, back I like my ADD, if I could just get like 10 milligrams of Adderall, just like a little bit to take the edge off so that I could complete a thought in my own skull would be so, so, so helpful. But getting adult Adderall is like a process that like I just don't have time for. I still haven't gotten my tooth fixed, by the way. It's literally been cracked, exposed roots for a full month just because I should have gone to the dentist today with my day off. But I chose not to because that's who I am as a person. Anyway, we're going back into participation medal culture. So just take note when you're expecting a reward or expecting someone to bow at your feet. Is your expectation because you showed up or did you really do um, exceptional work? Did you really, really, really put in 100% of the effort? Another thing that I see a lot is people will start gaining weight and go right to, I think I have a thyroid condition. I should get my blood work checked. Well, maybe you do, but chances are you're just not being 100% honest with yourself with the effort that you're being, that you're putting forward. Um, And it's all relative. Like, I had this conversation with my trainer. People think that they're eating really healthy. Let's take one of the people on um, My 600 pal I fucking love this show, My 600 hundred pound Life. Um, they said to the doctor that they were really trying and they were eating healthier, right? Well, his definition of healthy is high protein, low carb, low fat diet, right? Because of the way that the stomach processes food and We'll get into that in a second. But anyway, he, ADD, she has all of those moments. Um, They went from eating McDonald's six times a day to three times a day. So for them, that is progress. But it's not what the doctor was expecting. And so they ended up losing two pounds that month versus the 50 pounds that the doctor asked for. Does that make sense? So that is something that we just need to keep in mind. As a professional, I'm like, okay, so this is what I expect for as a healthy diet, right? But for somebody who is new to the protein, vegetables, fat, like doesn't understand macros and the breakdown and the digestion of food and where food is digested, and they don't have the science and knowledge background, they aren't going to understand why my definition of healthy eating is different than their definition of healthy eating. So we all have to be communicating and on the same page. And you could be in a season of life where, you know what, eating all of the vegetables in the world is just not for you because that's just not where you're at. And you just have to give yourself some grace. Um, anyway, I digress. You know what? I've talked a lot about my 600 pound life. I really. I'm just obsessed with this show and I would love it if you guys could get on board with me and join this addiction. It's so fucking good. I just want all of these people to win. Um, And I've noticed a pattern. All of the people who go to therapy, like a cognitive behavioral therapy type situation, all are very, very successful. Um, Your mindset has everything to do with how successful you are in weight loss, in your career, in your relationships. Um, We love therapy. Therapy is heavily supported here at um, the Pilates Blonde headquarters, Sweat Thrive Glow Nation. We love a little bit of therapy. Anyway, I am going to go eat some sweet potato and cauliflower rice. Don't forget to join the private party on Facebook. Um, Sweat Thrive Glow private party. Don't forget to order your merch. I'm pretty sure the postmaster homie at the post office, said that if I get orders in until the 23rd, I should still be able to get them out by Christmas. Um, So keep that in mind. Make good choices. Look both ways. Thank you so much for dealing with my personality. I know she's not the easiest. Um, I really, really love you guys. I love you the most.